Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and we're back. We're back with Cooking with Bruce and Mark. We had a little holiday vacation. We did. We had a hiatus. Uh, We took some time off. We had kind of busy holidays and other things going on in our lives. And so we were a little bit off the podcast, but we're back. And now we are back to celebrate something all month. It is Chinese New Year. No, it is not. It will be Chinese New Year on Saturday, January 28th. That's right. Year of the Rooster. And we are going to celebrate Chinese New Year all month with some fantastic dishes. Yeah, it's crazy. So we have got these uh, wonderful dishes that we're going to try out this month. Some of them inspired by cookbooks, some of them on our own. Um, And we're going to use these all in a kind of conflagration of Chinese cooking and way beyond the expected. If if you're used to stir frying, you know, buying the stir fry packet at the the supermarket and putting it in the wok and stirring up the pre-sliced everything, we're we're going way out there from that. We are. In case you don't know this about us, we are Chinese food fanatics. Um, We is a big word in that sentence. Bruce is a Chinese food fanatic. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy eating (laughs) Chinese food. I'm not as much of a fanatic as you are. So today we're going to do two sauces, and we'll tell you great ways to use the sauces. And we're going to start with one that is called ginger achar. Yeah, or achar. This is a, a funky recipe. It is actually from Macau. And if you know anything about Macau, Macau is a kind of cross of Chinese and Portuguese cultures. Um, it's mostly known for gambling Yum. at this point. <laughs> and probably but, prostitution. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. Uh, but with but several years ago, about a year and a half ago, Bruce and I went to Chicago and we ate at a Macanese restaurant. Fat rice. I believe I have grown a face back since <laughs> it burned it off the Hot first food. time I had it. What we're going to make, this ginger achar, is not that spicy. In fact, it's not spicy at and all. It's actually not a dish. It's a condiment. Right. And it's a pickled ginger condiment that you put on other dishes. So you could hear that there's some there's some bubbling going on here. So we actually have started this already. And what's in this pot, Mark? Well, inside the pot itself is uh, water. We've got two cups of water and we've got two cups of apple cider vinegar and one and a quarter cups of sugar that have been mixed together with a little salt, about three quarter teaspoon. And we've got that mixed in the pot, but we did a little bit before we started this. And again, as Bruce said, this is a condiment. And even if you use uh, stir fry packets, you know, and the pre-sliced stuff. And frozen dumplings. Sure. This will absolutely take your game over the top. This is actually the recipe. We had it at Fat Rice and it is inspired by their cookbook. And if you're interested in this kind of thing, they have a gorgeous cookbook, uh, Fat Rice Recipes from the Chicago Restaurant Inspired by Macau. It's a great book and beautifully put together. But all that said, we've taken this recipe and kind of adapted it a little bit to our own purposes. Part of why we did that is traditionally in Macau, they would use something called cane vinegar, which is a vinegared cane juice, sugar cane juice. And it's a slightly sweeter tasting vinegar. Very difficult to find in the U.S. So we use cider vinegar, and because of that, we upped the sugar a little bit from his original recipe. But Mark said we did some things before, and he's right, we did. Um, We peeled and coarsely chopped uh, two large beets that came out to half a pound, and we put those... Raw. Yeah, yeah, raw Raw. beets. Eight ounces of raw red beets that were peeled and chopped up. And we put them in a blender... And, and let them alone. Let them alone. And on beyond that, we took eight ounces. Now, this is a lot. Eight ounces, a half a pound of ginger. It's a piece about the size of 
Uh, half my hand, but I have big hands. So for most people, it's almost the size of your hands. <laughs> Bruce is 6'4", so don't listen to his hands. Um, but um, it's a big piece of ginger, eight ounces, half a pound, and we peeled the outside off. Don't go deep. Go peel just as little of the papery stuff off as you can. And use a vegetable peeler for and, this. And then Juliana. And you have a trick for Juliana. Well, the, the, the way most people are going to Juliana is you take a sharp chef knife and you cut it into slices. Ugh. Then you stack the slices and you cut them into thin strips. Uh, little tiny thin match strips. But match I sticks. have yeah, I have a tool by OXO that sadly OXO doesn't make anymore. So uh, I'm not getting rid of it even though mine uh, is getting dull. We can't even recommend it's it. It's a little handheld mandolin julienne slicer so you just run your vegetable cheating. over this and it comes out little julienne cheating. slices now you cheating. could use you could use a regular mandolin for this cheating fine okay so we've julienne half a pound of ginger and, and i we, salted them we mix it with a three-quarter right. teaspoon salt and we put that aside in a bowl yeah. we mix that together and put it aside and then we chopped up our beets and put it aside and now we've got this vinegar sugar water and a little bit of salt thing coming up to a boil on the stove it's there it's boiling so now what we're going to do is Pour the hot vinegar stuff over the beets in the blender. And if you have a turbo blender that's meant to blend hot things and the, the lid vents, that's great. If you don't and your lid doesn't vent, make sure you take the center knob out of the top and put a little dish towel over it because hot things expand in a blender. And let me also say, let me say that the point of this is these beets have been chopped and this will partly cook the beet partially because it's hot. However, it's super hot and you may be worried about putting super hot materials in a plastic blender canister. If your blender canister is safe for hot foods, like most turbo blender canisters are, you're okay to go. If you're ever in doubt, just take this off the stove for a minute, a minute and a half, and let it come off the boil and down just slightly in temperature, maybe to 180, 190, and then you'll be safer with the plastic in your blender canister. But if you have a turbo blender, like a Vitamix or a Blendtec, those canisters won't leach the bad stuff out of plastic because of heat. Okay, so now we're going to blend this until smooth, and it doesn't take long. This is really fast. Okay, so now we are going to take this mixture. and I'm Which gonna... is super vinegary, and it's sweet, and it's red, and if you spill this on yourself, your clothes are dead, your skin is dead, <laughs> you might as well shave your skin off. This is going to stain everything that, imagine, please put pets and children out in the front yard, and now you're going to strain it. Right? So I have a little hand sieve, a strainer, over that pot we boiled it in. I'm going to pour it back into that pot. I'm going to bring it back to a boil, and I want to reduce it now by half. So you've strained it, mm-hmm. and you're now going to bring that. And so all the beets are now sitting yep. in this strainer well, in what, a the little, goopy mess. Yeah, the little bit of beets that didn't puree, but most of them are in there. So now before we finish up this thing, we have to deal with this ginger. So the salt helped leach a little bit of moisture out of them. So I'm going to spread these beets on a paper towel, and I'm going to blot them dry. And then I'm going to put them into a large heat-proof glass container. You know, think like a big uh, mason jar. Yeah, or a pickle jar or and something Think like about that. how much you've got going on here. I mean, you've got uh, two cups of water and two cups of vinegar, and, you know, we're getting up near well, four well, it's cups. It's going to reduce by half, though. And then you're going to take that down to two cups. So you you need a, a, a large yeah. mason jar, right? What size? I, I use, I'm going to use a quart. Okay, a quart so, mason jar. So then I'm going to put the the ginger shreds, the julienne, into that. And after this reduces by half, we'll pour it over. We'll let it cool. And overnight, it'll be absolutely perfect. So now, 
You this can will- set this aside. By the way, this will keep in your refrigerator for about a month, yep. maybe six weeks. And uh, but in that time, I, I swear to God, you're going to use it up. We'll talk about why you use it later. So it will turn these ginger juliennes bright red. Now, if you wanted to, I think you could do this with yellow beets. You can and do it, it with yellow beets. it would be fabulous. Beets. Yes, because it would have a golden color that would be more in keeping with the color of ginger itself, yep. which is why I think that with, with uh, yellow beets, it might be really, really beautiful. One, one uh, problem here... The apple cider vinegar is going to be more brown with golden beets. And then you might want to actually search out cane vinegar itself. But um, I might even try rice vinegar if I was using using golden beets. Unseasoned rice vinegar. You're going to be seasoning it yourself. Right, exactly. So you would want to watch that out. But the the yellow beets would make it really beautiful. And after all, cooking is all about aesthetics, right? It is. It is. You eat with your eyes as much as with your mouth. How come my eyes burn when I (laughs) shove crap in my eyes? So one of the fork. Hurt in my eye. What about a knife? Chopsticks. Oh, chopsticks. They don't hurt in your eye. Isn't that like a movie somewhere? (laughs) That's what you do that. Well, anyway. So one of my favorite ways to eat this ginger achar, this pickled ginger, um, is to put it onto dumplings that I make. You could put it onto dumplings that you buy frozen and boil. But there are other non-Asian applications, too. You could put it on sandwiches. You could put it on a BLT. It would be amazing. Uh, and I have some ideas, but I want to hold my ideas to the end of the podcast because we're not going to actually be able to taste either of these. So okay. I'm going to hold some of my ideas to the end. Okay. So, so we're going to clean this up, and we're going to set up for the next sauce, and we'll tell you how that one goes. We are back, and this time we are going to make a citrus chili oil with fermented black beans. Okay, so this is a trick in some ways because we're going to make a, well, as Bruce already called it to me earlier, we're making sludge with oil. Yum, I love sludge with oil. (laughs) Yes, this is going to be one of those things when you let the jar settle, it's half the jar is going to be sludge on the bottom and half is going to be a a day-glow orange oil Mm, on top. Day-glow. And and when you use it. Nuclear winter oil. It makes everything (laughs) day-glow. Everything. Basically, we've made two sauces here for Chinese food, two condiments that will ruin your clothes, your counters, your Your septic system. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and, uh, nice, and uh, neither of these is uh, this one. Well, neither of them is super hot, but this one is definitely hot. This one is this one is it's, hot. It's not it's not super killer hot. What I love hot. about this is I often grab those jars of chilies and oil from the Chinese market, and I put them at the base of a stir fry, or I dump them onto noodles. This one is citrusy, so we're going to build this with lots of orange zest and lemon zest, which is really kind of cool. So this is in a saucepan, a small saucepan on the side of it. It's coming right up to a bubble. But before we get started, why don't you talk about fermented black beans? Fermented black beans are those dry. They're not hard. They're, they're not, soft. They're but not they're dry. canned black beans no, for bean dip. Nor are they dry black beans. Um, you get them in an Asian market, and they're usually in a plastic pouch. They're shrink-wrapped. Um, and when you open it up, they're almost like the texture of silly putty or puttyish, and they're tender. They're very salty. When you eat chicken and black bean sauce in a Chinese restaurant, these are the yeah, black beans. This is what about. it is. Yeah. So before we got started in what's in this pan, let me talk about something I did. I took three standard oranges. I used Valencia's, the juicing kind of oranges, and I used one lemon. I washed them pretty good. I scrubbed them a bit with it with a um, sponge because they have often wax on the coating for, pres- for for preservation reasons. And I just didn't. It's food grade wax, and you can eat it. I just didn't want it in the sauce. So I I washed 
wash them and not with soap. But well, I, they do make vegetable wash for this purpose. They do. We don't waste our money on that. I didn't. I know. I just used the a little bit of a you know a rough edge of a soap uh, of soap of a sponge. <laughs> you know, um, I've seen people actually wash bananas with that stuff. We, well, I'm not eating the peel. I, of this a is what always cracked me up. I'm sorry, I'm not an ape <laughs> yet. Um, so I, I washed these and then I zested all three of them and I used a vegetable peeler and I took long strips of the zest off. We don't have to be fussy here, right? And with just this. the very outer edge, right? You didn't get any of the white, just nope, the color. Nope. And I zested them and I uh, chopped up the zest a little bit, roughly chopped up these strips yeah. of zest. Yeah, yeah. So we have nicely, finely chopped up zest. We have a lot of garlic. In fact, a we have lot. eight cloves that are finely chopped up. And we have the black beans. And um, we have the oils. We have, so a, cup talk of about what the, the we have a cup of peanut oil. Can't, do you have to use peanut oil? Yeah, you have to use peanut no. oil. Oh, this is I'm better with dis- peanut okay, oil. But if you have a peanut allergy, oh. you can substitute vegetable I oil. I wasn't going in medical issues. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you could just eat this with an EpiPen on you. Nice. So <laughs> nice. So anyway, um, you could use vegetable If oil, you can afford course. an EpiPen. Well, that's true. <laughs> Mine are now two years old. I'm very allergic to bumblebee stings and um, not honeybees necessarily, but bumblebees and yeah. wasps. And uh, mine are two years old because I just don't have the $9 million <laughs> to spend on an EpiPen. Um, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's only my life in my hands. And we also have two tablespoons of toasted sesame oil, two tablespoons of minced fresh ginger. And now wait, here it comes. And this will tell you, this will separate the... What? The Chinese lovers from the non-Chinese lovers. And what else is in here? One half cup of coarsely ground dried chili. Okay, did you catch that? One half cup of coarsely ground dried chili. So what I did... Okay, yeah, explain it. What I did for this is I took my favorite kind of chilies, which are facing heaven chilies, which are Sichuan chilies, which actually aren't as spicy as the long skinny ones. These are bulbous and round. I take the stems off. And I break them open. I take all the seeds These out. are dried chilies. These are dried red chilies. So no matter what kind of dried red chili you're using, take the stem off, open them up, take the seeds out, and you'll have much more flavor without all the heat. Could you use the more standard available in America, north, you know, the New Mexican reds for mm, this? You could use one or two, but I wouldn't make the whole thing out of that because they're well, a what different if I don't flavor. Want to drive, but what if I don't want to drive to a Chinese market? You can find even Chili's de Arbol in most supermarkets these but days. But the Chili's de Arbol are, more, are hotter. So in that case, you probably want to use half of the standard American New Mexican reds and then half Chili's de and so that would be a quarter cup of each. Yeah. And did you grind these? What I did is I put them in the blender and I pulsed it just to coarsely grind them because I wanted bits and pieces and I didn't want too much of a powder. Okay. So those are in there as well. And let me tell you what it smells like in here. Oh, it smells aromatic, and my eyes are watering, and my sinuses are running. <laughs> this is hot. Remember, okay, so three oranges, a lemon, the zest of that, eight garlic cloves, a quarter cup of fermented black beans, a cup of peanut oil. You could use vegetable. Two tablespoons of se- toasted sesame oil, two tablespoons of peeled minced ginger, and then a half cup of coarsely ground dried red chili. So we're going to stir this for about 20 minutes. Wow. And we're going to stir it and stir it just to cook the chilies and cook the garlic and infuse this oil with all this flavor and then we're going to let it settle we're not going to strain it this isn't about the oil this is about the sludge and the oil i have to say that about about two weeks ago bruce and i went to a szechuan restaurant for lunch a favorite szechuan restaurant we have in west hartford Mm -hmm. called shu 
We love this place. S-H-U, not S-H-O-E. <laughs> yeah, well, they may have S-H-O-E's too, but they've got S-H-U's or whatever that is all over the place. So anyway, we went to Shu and we had lunch and um, it's delicious food and we ordered a hot and sour pot and it was really honestly right at the top. It's a hot pot, but with vinegar in it. And it was right at the top of my ability to handle the heat. And I was slurping the noodles out of it. And as I slurped the noodles, I realized that I was, you know, slurping them up out of the bowl in typical Chinese fashion. And I was splashing around a bit with it. And I ended up splashing the chili oil from the bowl up my nostrils. Oh, nice. And <laughs> the inside of my nose burned so bad. It was absurd. See, here's the thing about chili oil. It'll burn any mucous membranes. You have to be very careful about it. You don't want to rub your eyes. You don't want to pick your nose. You don't want to oh, clean out your ears. Oh. You don't want to use the bathroom oh, if you have you this stuff on your hands. And in case you don't know, capsaicin is not uh, necessarily metabolized or broken down in capsaicin the human body. Capsaicin is the heat, is a chemical that causes the burn. So you can also, if you're not careful, have what uh, Bruce and I refer to as a Kung Pao morning. Hot the next... going in, hot coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so let me also say this about that. Capsaicin is also fat-soluble, not water-soluble. Yes. We've said this before in the yes. podcast. I'm going to say it again. If it's on your hands, and even with dried chilies, you will get it on your hands. Rub your hands with some oil. That will dissolve the capsaicin. Then you can wash them, and it'll all come off. Okay, so now let's go down to the business. We're not going to actually be able to taste this because we're going to have to simmer this for 20 minutes, yeah. as Bruce said, and then we're going to put it in a glass jar. Again, like Let a quart cool. mason jar. Let it cool, and then store it in the fridge for maybe a month. This uh, incredibly flavorful citrus chili oil and um, let me say two things of business about this. One is this recipe is adapted from Carolyn Phillips' All Under Heaven, recipes from the 35 Cuisines of China, a fabulous, fabulous compendium of Chinese food. In fact, we're going to do another recipe from that book in a couple of weeks, right? The, yep. the, the donjon chicken, which is just oh, so that was so delicious. Fabulous. Um, and we're going to do that dish. But this is uh, a condiment from her. And if you want either of these recipes, I would suggest buying the book Fat Rice and buying the book All Under Heaven or checking out their adapted versions on our website, bruceandmark.com. So now the more important stuff is what do I do with this? Oh, I'm going to just tell you that my favorite thing to do with this citrus, chili oil, black beans is just to stir it up and spoon that sludge and oil on top of cooked rice vermicelli. Oh, yeah. Because it's just rice noodles, yeah. and the warm rice noodles will volatize all the oils and the flavors, and you'll just get chili, garlic, citrus, and it's fantastic. Well, and catch you, couldn't you just use a little of this oil and sludge in a wok, heat a wok up, put a little in it, throw in some medium peeled into vein shrimp, stir fry it really fast. Oh, it sounds like it. we're making dry pot now. Yeah, I know, but couldn't you do that? The oil sure. and the sludge and a lot of sludge what? What I would probably oil. do there is I would stir fry the shrimp first in just a little bit of peanut or vegetable oil. Okay. Then once it's cooked, I would throw a dollop of this sludge oil in and warm it all up and then serve it. And don't forget that this sludge and oil would be delicious drizzled over scrambled eggs, <gasps> over fried eggs, over poached eggs. Take a rotisserie chicken for the supermarket and break it up and toss this with it as a chicken salad. Oh, uh, and serve it over rice noodles. Yum. With, with a little rice noodles and maybe some kind of shredded up green you could even find and then put some of that ginger achar on top too. and you could even finely uh uh slice raw baby kale and mm. then mix that with the chicken and mm. a little of the 
this oil and put some of that ginger achar on top. That's fabulous. Also, I want to say that the ginger achar, which is this fabulous condiment from Macau that we talked about earlier, would be so great stirred into a little chicken or tomato soup. If you just took a little of that achar with the ginger, not necessarily the liquid in there, but just the ginger threads and stirred them into chicken soup or into tomato soup before you served it. What about putting some in a grilled cheese sandwich too? Put it in with the cheese, shred the cheese and toss it with the ginger, Uh then pack that between the bread and grill it. That would be so good. And also, if you just want to go to Trader Joe's or wherever you go and buy those Chinese dumplings that everybody yep. buys, those frozen dumplings or any Asian market. And I'm sure they're in many, many large supermarkets, Probably, Asian yeah. dumplings. So you steam them up and do what you do to cook them. And then just use this achar as the condiment over the top. Just spoon it over the top of those dumplings. I swear to gosh, you will take the whole game up so many levels. Oh you won't even believe it. it. Achar, by the way, we didn't say this, that Achar is actually the Indian part of this name from this weird Macanese, Indian, Portuguese, Chinese conflagration that is Macau. And Achar is pickle. Yeah. And so this is right. a ginger basically pickle. ginger yeah. pickle is what we've made here. So again, check out these recipes on our website, uh, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. We're glad to be back podcasting, aren't we? Are. we? Yeah, we're great to be here. So celebrate Chinese New Year with us. You're the rooster all month, all January. We're going to be posting fabulous dishes to make and ways to do great Chinese food. And check us out every Friday on Cooking with Bruce and Mark. <laughs>